We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Okay, because what I wanna I wanna um, kind of recap some of what I talked about this morning and then go on a bit further. So just bear with me and kind of go, wow, like I've never heard that before, even though you heard it just a few hours ago. Okay, is that right? Nicole's like, yeah, I'm up for that. Cool. Because then I want to kind of get everyone up to the same place and then go on. So in uh, in Auckland, we've been talking this series about the church I see, and part of it's around even this miracle offering and stuff is like. It's just easy to kind of get into routines with church and think of like, oh yeah, I know church, this, you know, there's microphones and there's lights and there's smoke machines and there's people in red shirts. Oh yeah, I know what church is. It's like, no, 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 what's the, what is it really all about? That's just like the, that's just, I don't know what, that, like that's nothing really. That's just like the bit, that just holds our attention. That just kind of makes things smooth a bit, uh, smooth the way. But what are we really about? What are we really doing with church? And what's the church that like, man, that's what I want to be part of. That's what I want to give my time to. That's why I come along here. And, uh, and this morning, it might sound a bit weird, but I said um, the church that I see, and I'll explain them, is a portal to heaven. And that sounds a bit of a weird I said that to my wife, she's like, that sounds like something from science fiction, like, you know, you go through this gateway to another universe or something, and it's like, but it just, it does mean a gateway to another reality, a gateway to another experience, and it's like, yeah, we have microphones and music and lights and, and all that, but unless we find this gate kind of open and we're stepping into the presence of God, it's like, it's all a waste of time. I mean, that's all just setting the scene for us to step through a gate and kind of go, I'm finding myself in the presence of God. And, and everything else is just the kind of bells and whistles to help make that happen maybe, to get you in a space where it might happen. But we haven't done church unless the gate opens and we've stepped through and we've found ourselves in the presence of God. And it's like, oh yeah, that's the church I see. I'm not, you know, I love the music, I love the lights, I love all that, but I'm not going to come back week after week, I'm not going to give my time, I'm not going to give my money to a sound and light show, I'm going to give all of that to an environment where people come in and they find themselves in the presence of God and lives change because they go, oh my goodness, God was there, God did something, God touched people, and like that's the church that I see and, and that's the church that I see here. And, and so I just, I want to unpack this a bit. Um, it's from this passage in Genesis 28. And, and it's just these pair of lines, if you're thinking it's a bit dodgy, I'll show you. It's in the Bible. It says, this is the house of God. It's a phrase that's used right throughout the Bible for wherever people met with God, the tabernacle, the temple, the church. It's the house of God. Like, that doesn't mean it's a religious building. It's like, this is the place where God is. Like, I mean, it's almost so simple, it sounds stupid. Like, church is supposed to be the place where, where God is. Where you go along there, you're gonna meet God. And, and, and they say in Jewish um, writing, they kind of rhyme ideas, so it, they do things in these two lines. So this is the house of God. Well, what does that mean? It's this. This is a gate to heaven. I opened a gate and I walked into his house. And I'm gonna meet with him. I didn't come to attend a religious spectacle. I didn't come to see sound and light. I didn't come to fulfill a religious duty. I stepped through a gate 
to have an encounter with God. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna settle for anything less. Like we haven't done church unless the gate opened and we found ourselves standing in the presence of God. Um, and, and so I just quickly wanna go back over some of this experience that it was the guy Jacob who, had, who ended up saying these things. But just to unpack what, what, what happened to him that he went, this is the house of God. This is the gateway to heaven because this defines what should happen in that kind of environment. Okay, so if you have a look at it, he set out, he reached a certain place, he stopped for a night, taking one of the stones, he put it under his head, lay down to sleep. So very ordinary. And then he has this supernatural experience. It's in a dream, but it, it's not because he had a bad pizza or something. It's a supernatural encounter in a dream. And it just says this, he, he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And I love the thought, you know, church is the place where heaven lands into your life. It, it's resting right on the ground of your experience. Whatever's happening in your life, your career, your family, it's, it, it connects from heaven right down and it lands in your experience. But then he, I love this fact, he just sees angels up going, it's like two escalators going up and down and up and down. It's like, man, this is a busy place. There's traffic happening between heaven and earth. Some of the stuff of the concerns of my life are being carried up but to God. But then the answers of heaven are being carried down. Like we haven't done church unless we've stepped into a sense like there's a whole lot of supernatural traffic going on. Um, I, I, Pastor Desiree, I used the word trade this morning and I, I'd actually had that word in my heart thinking about it. It's like there's stuff being traded. down. I'm sending stuff up that I don't particularly want and he's sending stuff down that he's got for me. I'm sending up prayers, he's sending down answers. I'm sending up concerns, he's sending down comfort. I'm, there's just trade going back and forth between heaven and earth. We haven't done church unless that's opened and there's a whole lot of exchanges going on. I love the thought that even some of our unspoken thoughts, the angels will be carrying that up to heaven and then others will be bringing down the answers of stuff we haven't even thought about. I pray that you go out of church like, man, that was busy tonight. There was a lot of stuff. There were a lot of exchanges going on. There's a lot of stuff because heaven landed in our worlds. That person who's struggling in their marriage, that the, the ladder touched down on their life. Person who's struggling in their finance, the ladder touched down and, and exchanges happened. And it's like, man, that's the church that I see. A gate opens and suddenly it's like, oh my goodness, there's a whole lot of stuff happening here tonight spiritually happening. I, I came in carrying certain things and I went out without them because an angel carried it up to heaven and another angel ca and it carried down an answer and I go out carrying something that I didn't come in with, something positive, an answer from heaven, a, a comfort from heaven, a thought from heaven because exchanges happened. It's like that's the church that I see where that kind of stuff happens. But um. Again, in Jewish writing, often the main point's not at the end, it's kind of in the middle. And, and the very next thing, it's like, man, how exciting is this? But that's only the kind of the entree. That's not the main course. The, and, and we can often get distracted because that's so exciting. Oh, we feel like God's saying this. We feel like the angels are doing this. Like, this is amazing. But actually, the next thing's amazing. There above it stood the Lord. It's like, oh my goodness. 
I found myself standing in front of God. Like he's looking at me and he's talking to me and he's just declaring who he is. I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. Again, later on, he'll go to give prophetic words and comfort, but the center of this whole thing is just, I encountered God, and I responded to him just in who he is. It's like, that's the church that I want. That's the church that I see where people come in and they go, oh my goodness, in the worship, I just feel like a God was there. And I found myself just responding to God. Then as I said, you know, later, and then it flows on from this, that yeah, he, I, he flows and starts, he speaks prophetically, I will give you this land, your descendants will be like this, and you will do and do it. And it's like, yeah, in the presence of God, he then does begin speaking. And it's like dreams and prophecies and visions start happening. And people go out of here like, man, just in the worship, I just this thought I should start this new business, this thought I should, you know, I should invest in this relationship. Just this, this God just started speaking to me and encouraging me and inspiring me. Man, that's the church that I see. That's the church that I want where this kind of stuff happens. Yeah, there's, there's microphones and sound and there's people speaking and there's announcers, but that's all just the framework for God turns up and God speaks to people. And I, I just prayed, even tonight, kind of you lift the bar of expectation. When we gather to do church, this is what church is. This is what the house of God looks like. This kind of stuff happens. And then I love, you know, at the end, it's not just prophetic, but it's really personal encouragement. I'm with you. I'm going to watch over you. You know, wherever you go, I'll bring you back. I will not leave you until I've done what I promised. And it's like God just wraps his arms around people. I said this morning, you know, maybe people come with concerns and we pray and make some of them see the answers they're looking for, some don't. But if, if people go out going, man, I just feel like God just loved on me this morning. God, just encourage me, keep going. God, just show me he's with me, he believes in me, he's for me, he smiles upon me. It's like, man, that, that's the church that I see. We haven't just done sound and light shows, we haven't done religious rituals. People have come in and the gate opened and God touched them. And it's like, man, I just want a new bar on what is a church service. Heaven opened, a portal opened to the realm of heaven and God touched down, the ladder touched down and stuff happened and people went out different. It's like, oh, you know, and when he wakes up, he, I love this, you know, surely the Lord is in this place. I said this morning, it's like, that's like the old fashioned version of OMG, like, oh my goodness. I thought I'd just lay down for a nap and I found myself in an encounter with God. Wouldn't it be great that we just knew, hey, if we can invite our friends and our family along, that they would go, oh my goodness, what just happened at Equippers? What was that? Yeah, the sound was good, the lights were good, but something happened there. And you can go, yeah, that was God. Because that's what church is. A gateway opens to heaven and God turns up and stuff shifts in people's lives and supernatural stuff happens. 
just feel like there's a bit of anointing now. There's just the expectation of supernatural things happening in our services, transactions up and down the ladder, stuff being lifted off people, stuff, good stuff being put into people. Man, God's anointing's on that just now. If you like, that's the environment we want to create in our services, even without, you know, I, oh, now I'm going totally off script, but you know, one other thing I talked about at the NLT tour last week was one of the first times I went to shout. And people were jumping around and in the mosh pit and doing stage dives. And I'm thinking, oh, this is all a bit silly. This isn't really praise. And then they flick into worship. People are worshiping. And then this teenager just guy just walks past me just looking totally stunned and kind of out of it. And his shirt's undone and his sleeves are rolled up. And I, it's I'm like, man, what's up with him? And one of the youth leaders said, oh, he had a long history of kind of mental illness and self-harm and his chest was covered in scars from cutting and his arms were covered in scars. And then just in the worship, they just all disappeared. That's the house of God. Nobody even prayed for him. People just started praising. People started worshiping. The gate opened, the ladder touched down, and supernatural art. Man, God's anointing is on this for like this. Like, there's the new bar for church. Supernatural stuff just starts happening because we're in an environment where the gates opened. And God's just speaking to people, and God's touching people, and God's healing people. And we don't, we don't even know where we go through our program and we've got our run sheets, but there's just traffic going between heaven and earth. It's like, man, that's what's happening. Um, you know, and I, and I love, he just says, how awesome is this place? Man, wouldn't it that be great that people came to Equipers Dunedin and they go out and they go, that place is just flipping awesome. Like, you wouldn't believe what happens there. Like, why? Because, man, because God turns up. Because God's there, supernatural stuff happens. Like, that's the church that I see. And, and that's when he says this, this is none other than the house of God. God lives there. Oh, what is it about equippers to need? Oh, God lives there. Oh my God, that would be the best thing ever to say. Hey, God lives there. And, and, and that's why, and it's a gateway to heaven. It's like knocking on his front door, opening his front gate, and you step in and you find yourself in his presence. Uh, I, you know, and so when he gets up the next morning, he builds this pillar and he calls it Bethel, which means the house of God. That's where that whole phrase comes from. This is the house of God. And he's just defined what that looks like. Ladder, angels, presence of God, prophetic, encouragement, package that all together. That's the house of God. That's a gateway to heaven. That's what we're doing when we do church. I just like, God just wants to raise the bar. He just wants to blow our minds and lift our expectations about what we're doing when we do church. This is the house of God. This is the gate to heaven. What a bold claim that tonight here, this is the house of God. This is a gateway to heaven. The gates opened God is here, his angels are back and forward, and stuff is gonna happen. How cool is that? Um, and so the church that I see is a portal to heaven, where God lives, where the angels live, where healing happens, where resources, where encouragement. The gate opens to that. I mentioned this morning, you know, the church is not really rocket science. There's an upward, inward, and outward dimension to church. Everything we do really is either worship, community, or mission. 
We're either reaching up to God, reaching inward to each other, reaching outward in mission. But, but, but you know, like I love mission, it's my life. But there are a lot of great service agencies. You can join Lions or Rotary or something and, and serve the world. And, and I love community and relationships, but there are a lot of self-help groups and therapy groups that you could join. And, and that's part of church, but the thing that makes us different is that top bit, this connection with God, this worship, this supernatural thing that then flows into community and flows into mission. But it starts with worship. It's like, man, we wanna be a church that knows how to worship because somehow in the midst of that, the gate opens. And, and even if I don't have needs, I wanna contribute to that gate opening for the person next to me who desperately needs the ladder to touch down on their life, for the angels to do some business in their world tonight. I wanna help worship God in a way that opens heaven and helps other people step through the gate. Um, so the church I see is a portal to heaven. And so it's interesting, the kind of words they used in the Old Testament, they called it, when they built this tabernacle, when they built the temple, they called it the house of God. It's where he lives. So they also called it his dwelling place. Yeah, he's there. Like, why would you go there? Because he lives there. Why would you come to Equipus Dunedin? Because God dwells here. I talk about it, not in this building, but in our, God dwells here. There's nice people, they're lovely people, but you can find that in some other places, but God dwells. They do amazing things in the community, but God dwells here. They'll help you and teach, but God dwells here. It's like, I just feel like God just wants to kind of expand our capacity and lift the bar of our expectation. And so they actually, one of the things they called it the tent of meeting, which I, I love, like I said this morning, if you come to my house, it's because you know that I dwell there and hopefully when you knock on the door and the door gets opened, you expect to meet me. Well, like, duh, that's what church is. If this is the house of God where God dwells, when, you, when the gate opens, there's only one reason for that to happen, to meet with God. We haven't done church unless we've met with God. I pray tonight that you meet with God. Maybe that's one phrase that you feel like God's put in your heart. Maybe that's one feeling that he's puts in, but, but you know it's come from God because you knocked on his front door and he opened the door. And guess who's at home? God. Um, and then I said, the problem is Jesus, as he usually does, comes up and mucks this whole thing up. He just messes with it, turns it upside down. And it, this passage, if you read this in light of Genesis 28, you see a number of similar themes. He talks about bind, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He's got a vision for traffic between heaven and earth. Things are gonna be prayed for you here that shift something in heaven. And then heaven is gonna come back and shift something down here. Things are gonna be bound on, on, over in your life that are wrong. And so heaven's gonna come into agreement with that. The angel's gonna carry, said, oh, they just pray this down here and equip us to need and we better action it in heaven. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, and let's send the answer back down. Things are gonna be loosed of vision and hope and purpose. They say, guess what? Ah, oh, at the 5 p.m. in Dunedin, they just prayed this over someone's life. Come on, angel, get that up. Get the message up to heaven and get the answer back down. It's like, that's what's gonna happen. So it's all that kind of thing. And again, 
I, w- I am with them. Jesus, like, again, it's, yeah, there's the traffic between heaven and earth, but there's God there. But the thing that Jesus was so radical about, suddenly it's not about a particular building, a particular location. Suddenly what he says is this. Two of you agree on this. It will be done. Where two or three gather, there I am. Suddenly the house of God, the gateway to heaven, is not a special building and not a special location, not a special place you've got to go. It's wherever some people gather together. So the reason this is the house of God is not because this is a special building. It's because you're here. And to get, that we've come together God says, I'm gonna, if they'll agree to come together, I'll open the gateway, I'll turn up and I'll do something there. And so you have incredible power in your agreement with each other to open a gateway to heaven. You have the power to do that by agreeing together. We're gonna assemble together and a gateway's gonna open and people are gonna be touched. And Jesus is like, I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna back up everything that you say and do. Like, that's pretty incredible. Um, Which I said this morning creates some tensions, which I'm gonna quickly unpack and then go into a bit more about them. So what I said this morning is this. In theology, truth is normally holding two opposing things in tension. And, And error is normally getting one part of the truth and taking it out of balance. So Jesus is divine and Jesus is human. Which is he? Well, he's both. You've got to hold them both together. God is one and God is three. You've got to hold them both together. And so there's some tensions because of what Jesus said about church. And again, the problem is, we're going to talk about people often champion one side of the truth. And you feel like you can't disagree with them because what they're saying is true. But the point is, they're true in what they're affirming, but they're wrong in what they're denying the other side. Because it's not an either or, it's a both and. So there's three tensions out of this of what does it mean to be the church. The temple is individual versus the temple is collective. I'll explain all these. Actually, I won't, I'll just go through them. The temple is individual versus the temple is collective. So Jesus, uh, Paul says this, don't you know your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Hey, guess what? You're the temple of God. You're the gateway to heaven. You don't need to go to anyone else. You don't need to go to a priest, a minister, a special building. You don't have to go on a pilgrimage to the Vatican or anywhere else because you are the gateway to heaven. You can just open your heart right now and connect with God. How cool is that? You can be lying on your bed, walking on the beach, having a shower, and you can connect with God. That's awesome. But then just three chapters earlier, Paul says this. Don't you know that you together are the temple? You go, well, which is it, Paul? Am I the temple? Are we together the temple? Paul goes, both. Hold both of those together. Yeah, I I can meet God walking on the beach, but when we assemble together, we're the, we the temple in another sense and God is here in a whole other sense. And it's like, I need to hold both of those together. I'll talk about, to believe today, you know, today there's a whole generation in our nation that is so much on one side of that. And it's like, we need to champion the other side of truth. Uh, yeah, and, and Paul does emphasize this corporate thing more than the individual thing. In him, you two are being built together. God is building something here. Us together that are a place that opens something of heaven where God touches down, where supernatural things happen. 
man, I just feel like there's a real anointing here around the supernatural. Like that's the business we're in. Something supernatural opens when, when, when we do this. Um, again, Peter, you, you are like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. God is building you. And part of what I believe God wants tonight is you get this conviction. I'm gonna allow God to build me into this thing because he's doing this. And this is significant. Um, so the temple is individual versus the temple is collective. But the second thing, the church is community versus the church's event. Again, you know, people are like, hey, yeah, the church is more than Sunday. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. But it's not less than Sunday. <laughs> hey, you don't attend church. You are the church. Yeah, that's true, you are the church, but you also do attend church. You're right in what you're affirming, but wrong in what you're denying. And, and it's like, oh, we gotta learn how to not get baffled by people like, oh yeah, but I can meet God anywhere. Yeah, you can. So it's, I can meet God anywhere. I don't need to come to church on Sunday. No, you were right in what you affirmed. I can meet God anywhere. You're wrong in what you denied. No, something happens corporately. There's another biblical theme and God's building something supernatural. And so, uh, you know, I said, for he said, we're two or three gather. It's, there's actually, actually something in the gathering. Taking the trouble to turn the TV off, get off my backside, get in the car and drive and assemble together. Something supernatural happens. And again, I mentioned this morning, Hebrews 10, you know, in the context of perseverance, uh, persecution, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Consider how we may spur one another on towards love, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And it's like, if he could have said, hey, look, it's dangerous to meet together. You all know that you're the temple of God. You all know you can connect with God just wherever you are. You all know that church is not Sundays. You all know that, so just stay at home and have time with God. But he didn't do that. And in the context of a dangerous situation, he said, Take, don't get in the habit of doing that. Get in the habit of assembling together because it's not just for you. God's building something that other people come into and God turns up. And their needs get met and they go away like, man, God was in that place. And it's like, oh, make a habit of it. And I, I was saying, you know, this morning, I, um, I just realized for me, like in some ways my time is more precious than my money and I, I don't find it too hard the thought of giving God the first of my money, but this thing like, God, I actually gonna commit to you the, the, you know, one of the biblical principles, give God the first and the best. Like I will be in the habit of giving God the first of my week to assemble together with his people. I'm actually gonna commit, that's a, that's, and, and today that's a bigger commitment sometimes than money. Like commit to assembling together because together something happens. Um, you know, and they, I, this, I didn't do this this morning, but you know, often greet the church that meets at their house. Greet the church that meets at their house. Greet the church that meets. Yeah, yeah, we are the church, but there's a church that meets. And you can't just say, oh yeah, but church is not about meeting. I am the church. You, I don't attend the church. Well, it's both. I am the church, but I do gather and meet and I do attend. 
And again, it's not either or, it's both and. And I wanna encourage you, commit to meeting together, even if not for your sake, because God wants to build a portal to heaven for your community. And we contribute to that. I mentioned this morning, the, ch- the Greek word is called out. And it's not super spiritual and profound. It's just like called to stop their work and gather together for a meeting. And that's what it means to be called out. I'm actually called to stop normal life and assemble as the citizens who follow Jesus. That's what we do. This is an assembly of people who gather and the doorway opens and God turns up. And people will be blessed because you decided to come, because you're building this. Uh, I mentioned this morning, I love the, the thought, it's in the final two sentences of any Olympic Games. This is from the Rio ones, 2016. I declare the Games of the 31st Olympiad closed. In accordance with tradition, I call upon the youth of the world to assemble four years from now in Tokyo. And it's like, we can go, oh yeah, Jesus, what's your call on my life? And it's like, I'm calling you to assemble. Because something happens when you assemble. A doorway opens to heaven. Stuff happens. People are blessed. Supernatural stuff. I'm calling you to assemble. And, you know, I mentioned in Equippers, the call to assemble is around weekly in e-groups of just twos or threes assembling. And God's there. Jesus, that was his example. Where two or three you meet, I'm there. You will bind things on earth and they'll be bound in heaven. You'll loose stuff on earth and they'll be loose. Stuff will happen. Amazing, supernatural. It's just not a little support group. It's a portal to heaven. But then on Sundays, we also are called to assemble. Giving God the first day of our week. Uh, you know, and it's not kind of rocket science today. Well, the trends is, you know, 20 years ago, a committed person came three out of four Sundays. These days, a committed person comes one or two Sundays a month. And it's like, somehow we've, lo- and we've lost the sense, no, there's a call to assemble. To, to, to Jesus calls us to assemble. And then shout, uh, which is an annual assembly, which is like, again, in Exodus, three times a year they had to celebrate a festival, but three times a year all the men are to appear. They, They had to make an appearance, like appear at the assembly because that's how God is working in our communities. He hasn't made a special little grotto or cathedral. He's called his people to assemble and he says, where you do that, supernatural stuff will happen in people's lives. God will turn up. I will touch people's lives. People will get healed and saved and delivered. People get encouraged. Prophetic words will come. If you will hear the call to assemble, I'll turn up. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we hear all of that. Which leads from that to the third one, worship as a moment versus worship as a whole of life. Again, I love, you know, this, these couplets, let us go to his dwelling place, why? So that we would worship at his footstool. Yeah, we'll have encouraging words, yeah, we'll have prayer, yeah, we'll have supernatural answers, but do you know the main thing? We'll worship God. We'll find ourselves in his presence and we'll worship God. I don't know what you came to do, but the high point of the service is not if the music was great or the preacher was funny or the notices were good or you got a chalk. The high point was, did the gate open and we found ourselves in front of God and I worshipped Him. And I worshipped Him. Do you know you're made to worship Him? It's not about whether you received, it's did He receive worship? Because the gate opened. 
Uh, and, and, you know, Paul unpacks this in Romans about present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's your true and proper worship. And, and message unpacks that. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and present. And people are like, yeah, worship's not singing. Worship's not what we do on Sundays. Worship's what you do with the whole of your life. Again, absolutely true. Totally true as a total half-truth. It is. But that only happens because of the moments when you find yourself in front of God and you go, I just got to give you everything. And then I wake up tomorrow morning and start thinking about how to live that out. But again, it's not an either or, it's a both and. Yeah, I worship God with the whole of my life, but I do that because I've chosen to assemble together and worship Him with my life. And so worship, as I said this morning, originally involved the idea of prostrating oneself before deity. That means God to kiss his feet or the hem of his garment. Do you know, we haven't done church unless there's been that moment where you felt like the gate opened, I'm standing in front of God and I just give him a kiss of devotion. I bow down before him and tell him that he's awesome. It's like, okay, we've done church now because that just happened. Like that's the centerpiece of church. That's as good as church gets. When I found myself standing before God and I worshiped him. Everything else just flows on from that. Okay, so I go to his dwelling place to worship at his footstool. I talk about in heaven when that gate opened, he found himself confronted with the throne of God and he found himself with a hundred million angels worshiping. We'll skip over that a bit. Go, machine. My machine just stopped. That's an, oh, okay. Oh, and then it jumped on. So here's, here's where I want to go on a bit. So that was a, that was a long recap from this morning. Okay. 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 So there's these three tensions. But I was talking with Pastor Sam Munkin, saying they actually cluster together in a group. So... If you, if you grew up in a traditional church, then probably you had a sense like, oh yeah, it's this institution and I've got to turn up on Sunday at the event and I've got to, I've got to do the routines and then I go home. Like that, that's traditional church or maybe that's your vision of church. It's this institution, the collective thing and, and, it, and it's an event where I turn up on Sunday and I, and I go through the worship service and then I go home. And if that's been your experience, then it's wonderful to recover this other side. No, no, you don't have to go to church to connect with God. You can connect with God anywhere. And, and you don't have to turn up at the event. You're now part of the spiritual community that is the people of God throughout all time and everywhere. You don't have to go to a special place to do that. And worship is not, worship is not a moment and a ritual. Worship is the, you giving God the whole of your life. And if you've, if you've grown up in a traditional thing, that's wonderful news. You, don't, you can just encounter God anywhere. You're His person. He's for you. And He takes the whole of your life. It's like, how cool is that? But here's the problem. I, here's the other. I found that, um, in, again, in theology, I've been teaching in th- theology for like 25 years. And some of my other oldie, like the other grumpy old man, we often say that we find ourselves um, championing the opposite causes of what we did 20 years ago. Because it's like the pendulum swings and you used to go, no, no, church is not all about, a, you know, 
collective. It's about you as an individual. But now everybody's, I don't have to convince you that you're gonna meet God walking on the beach. The part that's a bit shaky is why bother coming to church? Right, so, so I don't have to convince you that God, that if you're a baker or a, uh, an accountant, that God, you know, that's a worthy thing. I have to convince you that coming and singing is actually important. And it's like, oh my goodness, I'm championing the opposite causes of what we did a generation ago. And I could preach a beautiful message and you would dab away all the tears about how you, God is with you wherever you are. And you're connected through all space and time with the people of God. Just, and and, and he, he takes the whole of your life as an offering. And you'll go, that was beautiful. And you walk out and, there was, and nothing challenges you about that. Because that's where our society is at. And so my job is to push the side of the truth that's being ignored or underdone. And so now I reckon our challenge is actually to sell the other side again. Come on, yeah, you can meet God in the beach, but come on, something happens when we get, not as an institution, but something supernatural happens. I feel like you guys are ready to embrace this and, and you don't get thrown by the people who go, oh, I don't know, I'm a Christian, I don't need to go to church. It's like, no, no, you don't have, that's part of the truth, but have you, do you realise what happens when we gather together? You know, and, and no, yeah, and we are the church all week, but there's something actually about the event, something happens supernaturally when we gather together. And you don't wanna miss out on that, like assemble together, because it's not even just for you, it's for the sake of our city. And I'm gonna facilitate that environment just by being there. And, and yeah, worship is the whole of your life, but man, you, that all flows out of those moments when you find yourself in the presence of God and worship Him. And so I, I feel like actually we need to recover. We're all pretty cool with that side. I don't have to convince any of you now about that side. What I have to convince you about is actually that side. You think so? And I, I reckon some of you are ready to pick that up and go, yeah, we get the other side. I can meet God anywhere, anytime. I'm part of the church, whatever I'm doing. Worship is the whole of my life. But there's something about assembling together. There's something about the event of the assembly where God turns up and the heavens open and stuff happens. There's something about the moment of worship. And I reckon that it's like there's gotta be a bit of a mongrel thing, like we're gonna take back, we're gonna recover that and, and not be confused. But yeah, they're right in what they're saying. Yeah, but truth is like that. They're half right. But they're, they're right in what they affirm, but they're wrong in what they deny because there's two sides to truth. And, and I just want to come back to this one. Um, maybe I can get the musicians up. You know, you have come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. And this, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. And, and I, I pray that part of your sense of commitment to Christ is like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my part in what he's building. I'm gonna let him put me into this thing because he's building something where anyone from Dunedin can walk in here and go, oh my goodness, what is that? 
But, but I need to be there. If I'm not there, there's stones missing. The building's a bit, well, there's not, but like, I need to turn up. Do you know, and, and it's not about if I'm up the front, if I've got the red shirt, just by being in worship here, I'm building the space where the gate opens, where God touches down and people have a supernatural encounter with God. And, and I just feel like, I, I hope I've put some building blocks of truth in place, but I hope your response to that is you willing to go, God, I want to allow you to put me as a building block into the church, in small groups, in Sunday gatherings, in shout. I, I get it that you're building something. I get it that something happens. And in ways that I struggle, yeah, my default is to feel like I'm close to God watching the whales or looking at the stars but actually gathering together with the people of God and singing songs and praising, God turns up. God turns up. Come on, God turns up. Suddenly you just find, you know, you come along. Maybe let's just stand. I'm going to get you guys to lead us in a song in a minute. Um, but it's like, yeah, you come along, you're not really thinking, but suddenly you kind of find yourself thinking about, vaguely about God. And then suddenly something shifts and it's like, oh man, something's going down here. And you engage, the gate just opened. Come on, the gate just opened. I'll have to rush off and catch a plane in a minute, but I just, I'm gonna get these guys to lead us in worship. And I believe that as they do, the, the ladder's gonna land. There's gonna be supernatural traffic. That's, that some of you have come with needs and the angels are gonna be carrying those needs up to heaven and carrying the answers back down again. God's gonna turn up. It's gonna be prophetic words. It's gonna be encouragement. Because we ain't done church if we ain't done that. We just played games. You can go anywhere and do that. Go to the local club if you want nice sound and lights come to church if you want the gate of heaven to open and God to turn up and supernatural stuff to happen. Come on, we're gonna worship God. I wanna encourage you. Let's build the house of God now. Let's build an environment where the gate opens. Even if you don't have a need, there are people around you that have a need. Let's worship God. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.